FHA Loans 2023. Are you considering an FHA loan and not sure what the basic requirements are? This video is going to cover the basics of an FHA loan. I'm Jennifer Hernandez, loan officer since 1995. My channel is all about real facts, no BS, everything mortgage. So thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining, let's jump in. FHA stands for Federal Housing Administration. FHA was actually derived and started in the 1930s towards the end of the decade after the Great Depression. And they did it in order to make home ownership possible for more people that were having a really hard time. In today's day and age, FHA is known for having more lenient restrictions on credit. They'll accept a lower credit score. They'll accept a higher debt to income ratio. And this opens up home ownership to more people than other types of loans like conventional. Now, one thing to note, you can only have one FHA loan at a time in most cases. FHA loans are for a primary residence only. It can be a one to four family uh, property, so it can be a one unit single family residence, or it can be a four unit property where you live in one and you rent out the other three, for example. Now the exceptions to having one or more FHA loans at the same time is if you've gone through a divorce and the one spouse is needing to locate to another home, or you've been relocated for a job and you're not able to sell your current home. You've had it on the market, you're not able to sell it, and you're moving 100 miles or more away from your current primary residence. The other is if you're needing a bigger house for a growing family. Now you would have to document this. You would have to say, hey, this, this house that we have now is three bedrooms. We have a larger family, we need four bedrooms. And your current house that you're leaving would need to have at least 25% equity. Now that is gonna be proven by the lender, by they're gonna do a market analysis to make sure that you have 25% equity in that home that you're departing. So those are some exceptions to having multiple FHA loans at one time. So the basics of an FHA loan, just in summary, is number one, it allows for credit scores down to as low as 580. So we're gonna go deeper into credit in, uh, in just a few moments, but 580 credit 
you can have a co-borrower. So if you need a co-borrower to, to have more income on an FHA loan, you are allowed to have a family member co-sign, co-borrow with you. The other cool feature about FHA is it allows a 55% debt to income ratio. That means that for every dollar that you earn, 55% could essentially go towards debt. The housing payment, including all other debt like car payments, student loans, mortgage payments, the whole thing. Also, did you know that FHA loans are not only for first-time buyers? So you can be a multiple-time buyer and get an FHA loan. So next, we're gonna go into a deep dive into all of these characteristics. So again, we're talking about FHA loan requirements in 2023. So let's talk about credit first. So credit, FHA will actually go into the low 500s. Their published guidelines say that they will go down to 500 credit score. Now I will let you know in real practice, I've had over two decades, almost three decades of lending FHA loans. So I've done quite a few. There, the, the issue with 500 credit scores or let's say 500 to 579 is that not a lot of lenders will actually lend on them. So the key to having that low credit score is finding a lender that will actually approve that loan. So let's say, I'm just gonna give you an example. Let's say that there's a thousand lenders out there. There's actually more, but let's just make it easy to absorb a thousand lenders. Maybe two of them out of the thousand will accept a lower credit score below 580. So that's one thing I just want you to make sure that you know. So 580 is normally the minimum. And in addition to that, a lot of lenders in practice really want the 600 credit score. So I would say if you're thinking of getting an FHA loan, my advice to you is make sure to strive for at least a 620 because that's where a lot of the down payment assistance programs actually will start is a 620, sometimes the 640 range. So that is a really good range to shoot for. The other cool thing about uh, credit on an FHA loan is that it does allow for a prior bankruptcy or foreclosure, and it's more lenient than, than other types of loans, than conventional loans. So bankruptcy, you could have anywhere from one to two years since the bankruptcy, as long as you meet certain requirements showing that you've you know, reestablished some credit, et cetera. And you can also have had a foreclosure as little as three years ago. Now on conventional loans, that requirement is a lot higher. So it's, it's more years. And so that's why FHA loans are really lenient on people that have had a hard time and just need a chance to get back on their feet. Now let's talk about debt to income ratio. So debt to income ratio for FHA loans is normally 55%. That means that for every dollar that you earn, 55% can go towards debt. So I'm gonna give you just an example. Let's just say that you earn a gross income monthly of $5,000. So if you times that by 55%, that number is $2,750. That means that 2750 could go towards all of your debt, including your housing payment, and you could still potentially qualify for the loan. So the housing portion of an FHA loan 
is generally around the 40 to 43 percent range so you've got a 55 percent total ratio of which 40 to 43 is generally what is wanted for a housing payment. Now I say generally because a lot of this depends on what we call an automated underwriting system. So in these loans, we have to put in the data, the numbers, and we actually have to hook it up. We have to connect to a secure portal that FHA has and actually run it through the system. And it's either gonna say yes or no. So that's why I say general and I just let you know that in practice, I mean, my team closes dozens of loans a month. So we have a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good testing of what goes and what doesn't. So the 40 to 43%, that means that again, if your income was, let's say $5,000 gross per month, 43% of that is $2,150. That means that that would be your maximum allowable housing payment. So in that same example of the 5,000 a month where we had the 55 debt ratio was 2,750 and the payment maximum was 2,150, when you subtract those numbers from each other, that leaves $600 for other debt. Now that $600 can get eaten up pretty quickly if you've got a car payment, maybe a student loan, maybe a couple of credit cards. So you do need to watch out because that 55% that total debt will start to reduce by the monthly debts that you actually have. And then whatever is left over under the 43% is actually what your housing payment would, would have to be. So it's really important to talk to a lender as soon as possible. I'm, I'm gonna put a video up above that says why pre-approved six months out. And it's exactly for this reason. It's so that you can be prepared and know what debt do you need, do you have homework? What do you need to keep, start, stop doing to have the perfect pre-approval for you? So we'll put that up above. Another cool feature of an FHA loan is that it allows for a co-borrower. So if you're needing more income to qualify for the perfect house in the perfect area, sometimes there's borrowers that need a little bit of help. So in the income arena, they can have a co-borrower that is, we're using the income, credit, and assets of that co-borrower in the analysis in order to give your credit, or actually, sorry, to give your income some boost in order to qualify for more housing payment. Now it is important to note in the aspect of credit, actually co-borrowers do not help. We default lenders, we lenders default to the credit score of the lowest credit score. So if you're the borrower, you're the main occupant that's going to live in the house and you're a 650 and your co-borrower is 700, we're going to default to the lower 650, which is your credit score, for the analysis of how we're doing uh, the pre-approval. So that's just an important thing to note. So the main reason that people get a co-borrower is for income purposes. Now let's talk about income. In general, for an FHA loan, you need to show that you have a two-year income history. Now the income does not need to be with the same employer for two years, but we do need to see that you're employable. We need to see that in the last two years, now there can be pauses in the two years. You know, some people have leave of absences for whatever reason, and they don't have a complete 
uh, in one strain of time. So we can piece two years back together from, from, we can go back three years, four years, to get that two years of employment with an explanation. Now, if you have been out of work, it's important to note that if you've been out of work for six months or more, FHA does require that after that absence in working, that you're back on the job for at least six months before you can close uh, and be you know, approved, final approved for a home. So that's really important to note if you've had a gap in employment. So if you're going to be using bonus overtime commission for a part of your qualifying, we do have to see a two-year history. So that's really important. And some people say, Jennifer, what if I had a job before and then I've left that job? I had some bonus at that other job. I left that job and I went to the new job and now I have bonus at the new job. In most cases, we can piece the two years together of prior job to current job if you have at least a year or 12 months on the current job and we can show and establish that you've made that income, the bonus, commission, or overtime for a year at that current job. So if you're new on the job and you just started getting overtime or bonus, et cetera, it's gonna be tricky and probably need to wait that year to count that as a component of your income. Otherwise, we're just gonna take your base salary or your hourly for 40 hours and we're going to average, uh, use that for qualifying if we're not able to use the bonus, okay? So, hey, I'd love to hear your comments. If you have questions, please let me hear from you. I know that it's a, it's a tricky, income is a tricky topic. There's lots of this and then that and lots of questions. So I'd love to hear from you. So regarding income, there's also other, some people aren't always employed by a company. You're retired, we can use retirement income, we can use disability, social security income. Uh, there are other types of income like child support that we can use. We just have to prove that you've been receiving it at least six months. And then we have to prove that the continuance is going to be at least three more years. So for example, if you're getting social security for a child, for example, we need to make sure that that social security is going to continue for at least three years. So another important thing to note is that FHA does have loan limits. So I'm going to put on the screen right now a chart that has the loan limits for FHA for the year of 2023. Now these loan limits generally change once a year. So every November, the FHFA, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, does uh, gets together with HUD, Housing and Urban and Development, and together they come up with new conforming and FHA loan limits depending on average prices around the country. So yearly, generally, this limit will change. So if you're watching this video in another year, you might wanna just double check and make sure that that, that loan amount does uh, apply to you. So thank you for watching the video. So you're probably wondering, is an FHA versus a conventional better for me? So we've got a video for you at the end right here, FHA versus conventional. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you soon.
thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.